welcome to Misinformation, the podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams of pub quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. <laughs> we got so close that so time. Close. <laughs> oh, that was on me. I'm so sorry. Again. I keep apologizing. Oh, it's all right. You've you've had a rough, uh, busy, busy week. Lately. I have. <laughs> yes, I've had a very busy week. Um, at uh, the science museum that I work at, uh, we are bringing in Ripley's Believe It or Not oh, as an that's outside. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So we're gonna have you know crazy stuff like a shrunken head, and <gasps> Justin Bieber portrait made out of macaroni or something like that. <laughs> I swear to you, that was on the list. Believe it or not. <laughs> This Justin I, Bieber portrait is made by 8,201 <laughs> individual pieces of Kraft macaroni I and cheese. I will not believe it. I will not believe it. Yeah, no, so um, <laughs> make sure you come. <laughs> Be the first in line. Uh, so uh, what we're doing, what I'm doing is kind of organizing and curating a small side exhibit oh, awesome. of like Rochester's eccentric past. Mm. So, um, and a lot of it has to do with the stuff in our collections department that, um, ne- that, that ha- we have like a lot of cool, I don't know, technology stuff and animals and things like that. So I was in cold storage today. Ooh looking at a bunch of taxidermied animals oh. in cold storage, which was actually the, um, the old uh, refrigerator in our building. <laughs> so we call it cold storage because it sounds official, but it's actually just but like it's an actually old, a, a, yeah, it's a air. Yeah. It's a walk-in freezer. Yeah. <laughs> so um, actually that has a lot to do with my, uh, my topic today. Yeah. So my topic today is weird and wacky animals. Ooh. Okay. So I have three categories of animals because there's a lot of, of weird. There are a lot of animals. There are a lot of animals. <laughs> Fun fact. There One, are a lot of animals. Aardvark. Two. <laughs> yeah. I'm going in eater. alphabetical three. order. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So get settle in everybody. I'm going to talk about all the animals. No, um, I'm going to do three uh, categories. Okay. So my first category is armored animals. Armored animals. And actually these, uh, the two armored animals and one of the it, the monotremes that I'll be mm. talking about are actually in our exhibit. Oh, cool. So the first is is an armored animal that is the pangolin. Do you a know pangolin. of the pangolin? Yes. Do you know of Ooh. this, Julia? Have you seen a pangolin? I don't think I've seen one. If I had to guess, is it half penguin, half? <laughs> no, no, do it. Nothing. Do, okay. Half. Oh, I was going to say mandolin. But that's, that's not yes, an animal. It's a penguin it's slash <laughs> mandolin. It has um, it can't walk. six strings <laughs> on its belly and you play it and it sounds beautiful. Um, actually, nope. It is <laughs> a, it is a, actually a surprisingly large mammalian creature found in Asia and Africa. Mm. Um, it has uh, scales all over its body okay. um, that are made of keratin. They have long tails and they have like, they're related to, um, I think the anteater. Um, nope, they are not. Um <laughs> They Strict look like Roberta. an anteater. They're like a big mammalian creature. So um, these keratin scales are made of the same substance as your fingernails. Uh, and they are the only known mammal with keratin scales. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? 
Um, they normally live in hollow trees or burrows. Depends on the species. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of species. Um, and they range in size. They are nocturnal and their diet consists of mainly ants and termites, which they capture using their long sticky tongues. Uh, They are solitary and they meet only to mate and produce a litter of one, two, three offspring, which are raised for about two years, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, They are actually pangolins are currently endangered because they are threatened by hunting for their meat and scales in Asia and Africa. Their scales are ground up and used uh, for medicinal purposes. Oh, like like some of the other animals that are endangered because they're like horns and stuff. Exactly. They're used for medicines Mm. and things. Yeah. Um, they are also threatened by heavy defor- deforestation of their natural habitats, and they are the most trafficked mammal in the world. Oh. Yep. What? Yep, yep, yep. And yet, yet this humble New York dweller yes. has never heard of Has one. never heard of a pangolin. Well, yeah. it's in the exhibit, so come and take a look. Ooh, it's awesome. very big. It's, it's bigger than you'd think. Um, they also emit a noxious smelling chemical from glands, <laughs> similar to the spray of a skunk. Oh, no wonder they're solitary. Yeah. <laughs> they're stinky. If only they'd have found a really nice shower. Yeah. Really nice waterfall. And then they'd be happy with their tribe of pangolins. <laughs> I wonder what a group of pangolins is called. Maybe there's, there, I mean, maybe it doesn't exist because they don't yeah. hang out with each other. Um, N-A. N-A. <laughs> so they have long tongues. Um, and this is an interesting thing. They're the root of the tongue. So, you know, like your the root of our tongue is like... That's weird to think about. Right? I know. It's like, <laughs> where's the root of your tongue? And then you're suddenly very aware of your very tongue. Very aware. Yeah. I'm very aware of my tongue right now, and I now it's hard to talk. Um, so it's not attached like ours is to the hyoid bone, okay. which is like in your, like in your, in your throat. throat. Mm-hmm. Um, it is located in the thorax between the sternum and the that's trachea. Like mid... Yeah, that's mid like down stomach. here. Yeah, almost. Basically, Isn't so that, its tongue is like super well, long. I how big are, how big are these creatures? They're again? pretty big. They're about um. Oh, did I have a? I think you said they vary in size. They're just vary helpful in size. to me because that's like, <laughs> is it like a ladybug it's or a la- is it, it like ranges a in size from ladybug to blue whale? <laughs> um, no, they're about I would say about six feet long. Wow. Okay. Yeah, from tail to tip. So nose. like a third of that is tongue. Yeah, a third of that is tongue. <laughs> and they're actually very cute. They have sweet little faces and they have they have like long claws because they use it for oh, digging because okay. they Aww. live in burrows. Um, they have very sweet little faces. Hmm. Uh, so large pangolins can extend their tongues as much as 16 inches. And the tongue only has a di- diameter of uh, 0.2 inches. <laughs> so it's skinny and long. I hope uh, no... <laughs> No one ever challenges it to lick a to lick a flagpole. Yeah, right. In the winter time, well, you know, Asia and Africa, they they live in warmer spaces. Okay. Um, so there are some arboreal pangolins, or ones that live in trees. They Aww. live in hollow trees. An arboreal pangolin. <laughs> They're just such fall a lovely name. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ground dwelling species dig tunnels underground to a depth of eleven feet. Mm. Um, so some pangolins walk with their front claws bent under the foot pad. Um, so they, they like kind of walk on their knuckles kind oh, of thing. Jeez. Um, although they use their entire foot pad on their rear limbs and furthermore, sometimes they walk on their hind legs, the bipedal stance <laughs> and they walk a few steps, which is also, can you imagine like super like a, terrifying? Like a, this like, like five feet high. Like a six foot high. long armored creature with its tongue <laughs> wagging out, walking on two legs. <laughs> it's basically like the basis for Godzilla. It really is. <gasps> Oh my God, you're blowing my mind. We're making that connection right now. Um, I d- can I can I insert some in? Please, for please you? tell me. Um, originally, okay. as conceived, 
Godzilla yeah. was supposed to be a combination of a gorilla and a whale. A gorilla and a whale. Not a lizard, not a dragon. What is a... I can't even imagine what a gorilla and a whale looks like. Godzilla. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Checkmate. Stand corrected. Right. Touche. <laughs> um, pangolins are also good swimmers. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, of course. They're, they call up their cousins. <laughs> no, they <They're> don't. <laughs> I just said they were alone all the time, oh. Julia. <laughs> But they, I imagine they dry quickly because they just have those scales. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. So the second armored animal we're going to talk about is a little bit more native to our continent. Fair, our fair, our fair country. Uh, an armadillo. Oh. Um, they are, armadillos are a cousin of anteaters and sloths. Okay. Yes. Um, they also dig, they have like long toenails yeah. and they are native to the Americas. So they, they live in um, South America and Mexico and they also live in the Southwest mm. United States. Um, the word armadillo or armadillo means little armored one in Spanish. Oh. And he, uh, I'm going to call the armadillo. He just this, <laughs> this like, yes, yes. Uh, um, his leathery shell protects it from predators. It's kind of like leathery. It's I think mm-hmm. it's actually just like thick skin. Um, nope. I'm going to tell you about what the armor is made out of. The <laughs> armor is formed by plates of dermal bone covered in revel- relatively small overlapping epidermal scales called scutes. So the armor is bone. It's it's dermal bone. Yep. Wow. Um, so it's it's outside bone. Outside bones. Outside, outside bones. bones. Um, <laughs> Never forget covered- your teeth are outside bones. <laughs> They're <laughs> covered in skin cells, skin okay. material. And um, it is, uh, these epidermal scales are composed of bone with a covering of horn. So like what you would oh normally know. Oh my gosh. Know. So it's so crazy. So complicated. So most species have rigid shields over their shoulders and hips with a number of bands separated by flexible skin covering the back and flanks so that they can curl up. Mm-hmm. Um, although not every species of armadillo curls up when they're, th- when they're, um, threatened um so additional armor covers the top of the head it's kind of like a little flat piece it Mm. looks like it looks like a helmet um and the upper parts of the limbs and the tail and the underside of the armor excuse me the underside of the animal is never armored and is simply covered with soft skin and fur it's like long hairs on their bellies they're very cute there's uh the Seneca Park Zoo has a armadillo named Doug (laughs) and he is so cute. They bring him around for um, like school groups and things because he's very friendly and he's small. So they just kind of hold him. And they can't hurt him. No, (laughs) but they like hold him in his ball shape, like with one hand and like carry him around. And then they, sometimes they put him down and let him run around and he walks (laughs) on like the tips of his little Aww. toenails. He's so cute, Doug. I love him. So, um, the nine-banded armadillo, which is uh, native to the Southwest, mm-hmm. they are very big. They're long. They're probably about four feet long. Okay. And uh, that the nine-banded armadillo can also walk underwater. Did you know that? <laughs> it's able to hold its breath for up to six minutes. <gasps> yeah. And guess what? It can also swim a little bit. Here's why. Because it can swallow air and hold it in its stomach and intestines, helping it to float. It's like a video game I creature. <laughs> Just like, blah, 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 blah. And then he like buoys. He like, he's, he suddenly has buoyancy because oh he gosh. swallowed a bunch of air. Isn't that funny? Wow. So 
Normally, they when they are threatened by a predator, armadillos roll up into a ball. Um, however, other armadillo species can't roll up because they have too many plates. Oh, yeah. So the North American nine-banded armadillo tends to dr- jump straight in the air when surprised. So... <laughs> So they get, they're really, they're usually roadkill in the oh, Southwest yeah. because they, they, they get really, ex- they get surprised yeah. and then they jump up into the undercarriage of a car. Oh, they, I know. Isn't that awful? Also, can you imagine the sound that would make? Oh my God. It would sound car. like you hit a tank. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, I know. Well, here's something cool. Armadillos are often used in the study of leprosy since they, along with mangabe right. monkeys, rabbits, and mice are among the few known species that can contract the disease systematically. Yeah. Yeah. They are particularly susceptible due to their unusually low body temperature, which is hospitable to the leprosy bacterium. Humans can acquire a leprosy infection from armadillos by handling them or consuming armadillo meat. (gasps) So don't eat armadillo. Oh my gosh. Good thing when we make armadillo eggs, they are not made of real armadillo. They are not. But maybe Someone they were we one makes them. They are delicious. It's uh, jalapenos mm. with uh, cream cheese and cheddar cheese. Ooh. And then you stuff the cream cheese in that pepper jalapeno. Yeah. And then you cover it with sausage. Oh, my gosh. And you grill it. So it's called an armadillo egg. That sounds delicious. It's, yeah, it's delicious and not made with leprosy-causing <laughs> meat. No, those are leprosy-free armadillo leprosy eggs. Leprosy-free appetizers exactly. at your next cookout. Very important to know. Um, we'll post that, right? We'll post that, <laughs> we can post that, that recipe, recipe on yeah. our Twitter at MissInfoPod. <laughs> so my next category. These are very cool. Okay. We get we get cooler and cooler if a little less palatable to, <laughs> to, to us. Uh, the next category is called Monotremes. Monotremes. So, um, so monotremes, I'm going to talk a little bit about what mm. monotremes are as like a, an animal group. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to talk about a couple of uh, specific ones. So um, the the reason why they're called monotremes is because there is a key anatomical difference between monotremes and other mammals. Okay. Um, monotreme means single tree. <laughs> Sorry, I talked that No, it's you. okay. Single hole or single opening. Uh, in Greek, uh, it is derived from the fact that their urinary, defecatory, and reproductive systems all open into a single duct called the cloaca. So they do everything through one hole. I'm making a face right now. I know. I know. This is not your bag. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this, I got to tell you. That's why I don't work in a science museum. This this category I'm doing right now, Julia, I got to warn you. No, it's it's a little, it's a little PG-13. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Pure. I mean, you know, nature is gross. I got to be honest with you. So um, this animal to- anatomical structure is very similar to the ones found in reptiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> monotremes also use electrolocation. So mm-hmm. they they uh, find their prey, they find their food, and they find their way around because they have very bad eyesight. They use electrolocation, so they like can sense the electrical pulses oh, of other boy. animals. Isn't wow. that weird? Sharks have this. Okay, and a lot of fish have electrolocation. So it's different from echolocation. It is different from echolocation mm. because it doesn't use sound. It uses electrical pulses. Mm. They lay eggs instead of live young and they produce milk to nurse except they don't have nipples. So they just secrete the milk out of their skin. It just like weeps what? out of their skin 
and then the babies just lap it up in little pools. Oh, on their skin. Dear. So like, kind of like just sweat coming out of your yep. pores, but and the babies milk. just yep, gross, right? Um, they also don't have teeth. <laughs> okay, they do not have teeth. They're born with teeth, uh-huh. and then the teeth fall out, and then they don't have any teeth. Oh my! For the rest <laughs> These of their lives, do not sound like attractive right? they animals. Sound like animals that should not have lasted very long, right? As like an entire grouping. Yeah. Alas. Let me tell you what a monotreme, okay, what a kind of please, monotreme is. Because I have a terrible picture in my head. <laughs> I know, right? A platypus is a monotreme. Oh, that Plat- was my first beanie baby. They are very cute. <laughs> um, platypus are native to Australia. Um, the unusual appearance of this egg-laying, duck-billed, beaver-tailed, otter-footed mammal baffled <laughs> European naturalists when they first encountered it in 1799. Oh, yeah. With some considering it an elaborate hoax. Um, it is... <laughs> Uh, so when the platypus was first encountered, uh, a pelt and a sketch were sent back to Great Britain by Captain John Hunter. He was the second governor of New South Wales. Mm. And um, British scientists' initial hunch was that the uh, attributes were a hoax. And George Shaw, who produced the first description of the animal in the Naturalist's Miscellany in 1799, stated that it was impossible not to entertain doubts as, it, as to its genuine nature. <laughs> and... Robert Knox believed it might be something produced by some Asian taxidermist. It was thought that uh, somebody had sewn a duck's beak onto the body of a beaver-like animal. And Shaw even took a pair of scissors to the dried skin to check for stitches. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Now that's... Now that's a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's... uh, We have a platypus. It's... I gotta be honest with you. Secret secrets, everybody. Mm. Our platypus, our taxidermy Mm -hmm. platypus is terrible. (laughs) It looks like if I didn't know that it was a real animal. Oh gosh. I would say this is really like, this is a really bad combo botched job that no. someone did. The eyes are like little beads, like little <laughs> tiny black beady eyes. And the skin is not doing great. No. It's just not. In it's good probably shape. like hundreds of years old. Oh yeah. Old. It's like a hundred years old. It was done in like 1915 or something insane Uh-oh. like that, but it's the only platypus we have. So we're like, put it in the case, I guess. <laughs> I swear it's a real animal. You could put in, I probably have my Beanie Baby still if you oh, wanted you want to me? like swap that oh in gosh, instead. Thank you. Patty the platypus. Patty the platypus. She's magenta. She would probably like mm. brighten up the exhibit space. Well, the case Just is saying. orange. So um, yeah, that might not work out. not photography. Well, you know what? I'll talk to my boss. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'll let her know. Anything I could do to help. <laughs> and then I get fired. <laughs> Lauren, what she did go- you do with the artifact? <laughs> she goes to the director and is like, she wanted to put a Beanie Baby in it? Okay, so one last thing about uh, the platypus. It is one of the few species of venomous mammals. Venomous, but it doesn't have any teeth. It doesn't have any teeth, right? Where's so the, the venom coming from? The male from? platypus has a spur on its hind foot that delivers a venom capable of causing <gasps> severe pain to <laughs> just, humans. Just severe pain, not death. No. <laughs> I mean, to people. I'm sure it kills something. That's... <laughs> You know what also causes severe pain? Like just pinching someone. Was stepping on a Lego. <laughs> like that hurts like a bitch. So the platypus is able wow. to create. And so it has a, the male has a poisonous spur yes. on, on its, and on its I, leg. I have, um, I have a hunch that that is due to mating. Like it's so okay. that we can fight off the other platypus. <laughs> platypus. <laughs> Be like, get away. She's my girl. So um, so that is one monotreme. The other, only other monotreme that is still in existence okay. today, mm-hmm. that is not extinct like millions of mm-hmm. years ago, is an echidna. Yeah. 
So an echidna is also known as a spiny anteater. Um, they are very cute. They have very tiny beady eyes. They have um, a long nose that is both a mouth and a nose, mm. which is weird. It has a long <laughs> sticky tongue and no teeth. <laughs> um, an echidna is named after Echidna, a character from Greek mythology who was half woman, half snake, because people thought that the echidna had the qualities of both mammals and reptiles, which is wow, kind of true, actually. Yeah. Because as we mentioned before, the cloaca is very reptilian. I won't describe the cloaca again to you. She keeps saying, I know, it's almost saying dinner time. cloaca. <laughs> so, um, okay, so here's, okay, they eat ants and termites, and they actually break down their food by grinding it between the bottom of their mouths and their tongues. Oh. Yeah, so they they evolved to not have any more teeth, but they still eat, like, solid <laughs> food. So they just, like, like grind it against the bottom Somebody of their mouths. Somebody messed up that programming code. I know, right? They accidentally so deleted the wrong that. line. <laughs> such a nerd so <laughs> so here here's where it gets pg-13 you uh, ready okay lay it on me gird your loins clutch your pearls here we go male echidnae have a four-headed penis <laughs> <laughs> she's taking off her cans she's walking away it has no it gets worse <laughs> it gets worse actually it gets it actually gets a little worse so um apparently they got the four heads I'm I'm holding up four, oh. my first four fingers and my my first three fingers and my thumb, and um, when it's time to mate, <laughs> two of them are just like I'm out. They just like Boo, I'm out, guys, and then the other two actually do all the work. <laughs> so kind of like a grappling hook, sort of. But here's the thing: that's all theoretical because no, no one, one's ever seen it. No one has ever seen an echidna ejaculate, <laughs> and here's why: a lot of. <laughs> Okay, if you're just your tuning message. in. <laughs> so at this point, you're just making things to go on to people's I, bucket list. I am not. Well, I'm going to be the first person to see an echidna <laughs> ejaculate. Oh my god! I'm going to climb words. I'm going to climb that. I'm going to climb that mountain in Bhutan, <laughs> and then I'm going to jack off an echidna. Um. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. This is our last episode. (laughs) So anyway, the reason why. So in captive breeding programs, in zoos and things, the way that they stimulate a male animal is to use electrical impulses, just like a low level electrical impulse. And that causes them to, you know. Well, apparently they tried that with echidnas, and all it did was just make the penis just swell up. And they were like, oh, <laughs> oh, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> so, so that's it remains a mystery. 86, the electronic stimulation. <laughs> yeah, no more of that. So the the ejaculation of male echidna remains a mystery to this day. Um, and we'll never know. No, we'll never know. <laughs> Uh, baby echidnas are called puggles. Oh, that sweet. That's a fun. Thanks that's, for that's a fun with that part. Trivia thing. <laughs> also, they love to swim. Echidna. Echidna. Yeah. Yep. They love mm. to swim. So, uh, my third and final category is called gross but interesting. Gross but interesting. I got to be honest. I did not put too much thought into the titles Please. of any of my things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the the penultimate. Um, animal we're going to be talking about today is called the naked mole rat. 
AKA the sand puppy, AKA the desert mole rat. I never heard of it as a sand puppy. I know. Now that that's the only time. I mean, on Wikipedia, I was like sand puppy. Yeah. Put that in there. Yeah. So it's native to parts of East Africa and it is the only species in the genus heterocephalus. Mm. So, I could not figure out what heterocephalus meant. So um, we have uh, a listener who uh, talked, who like, I don't know, mentioned me on Twitter, mentioned Mm. our Twitter and uh, actually um, corrected us on our six semper tyrannus. She was a Latin major (laughs) and actually very kindly spelled it out for Mm. us. I'm going to call her out. Her um, handle is Clodia Riza. And I think it's Riza. I want to say it's Riza. And you can correct me, Claudia, if uh, if it doesn't have to do with Star Trek, the pleasure planet, Risa. Um, <laughs> that might be just me. It might be Risa. Nerd. But anyway, if you could tell us what heterocephalus means, I think it's um, hetero meaning like same and cephalus meaning head. Yeah. Yeah. Or brain. But I could be wrong because we mm. were totally wrong on December Terrence. Mm. But either way, Claudia, if you're still listening, please add me and let me know. <laughs> So they, uh, naked mole rats, naked mole rats. are gross. <laughs> they look like wrinkled hands Ugh. with exterior teeth and like blue eyes. They look, they're the color of pink, warm skin. They are gross. However, <laughs> they are cold blooded. They are, they have a low metabolic and respiratory rate. They are eusocial. And here's eusocial, E-U, social, um, you social animals are like bees. They they have hives. Mm-hmm. So I believe naked mole rats are one of the few eusocial mammals. Okay. So they have a queen and they have um, drones, drones and they mm-hmm. have, yeah. So that I thought was very, very interesting. Um, the mole rat is uh, studied a lot and I'll speak to that a little bit later, but um, the mole rat lacks pain sensitivity in its skin. Um, and it's also remarkable for its longevity. It lives very long and it has resistance to cancer and oxygen deprivation because they, oh. they burrow so deep that okay. there's not a lot of oxygen in the yeah. burrows. In the mm-hmm. So they can, they can live off of like, like 2% of oxygen in this. Yeah, it's crazy. So it lacks what's called substance P, which is a key neurotransmitter in mammals to send pain signals to the central nervous system. And it feels no pain even when exposed to acid or capsaicin. Yeah. So they have a high resistance to tumors, although it is likely that they are not entirely immune to related disorders. But um, in 2013, scientists reported that the reason naked mole rats do not get cancer can be attributed to an extremely high molecular mass hyaluronin hyaluronin yes um it is a natural sugary substance that mm-hmm. occurs in mammals which is over five times larger than that in cancer prone humans and cancer susceptible laboratory animals uh the scientific report was published a month later as the cover story of the journal nature and a few months later the same university of rochester research team announced that naked mole rats have ribosomes that produce extremely error-free proteins Jeez. i know that First of all, shout out to University of Rochester, local university, studying naked, naked mole rats. But um, this means that they are, they have stuff in their body that um, causes them to not grow tumors or get cancer. Wow. And so University of Rochester is studying them to try and come up with a cure for cancer. Isn't that cool? That is pretty cool. So because of both of these discoveries, the journal Science named the, na- the naked mole rat vertebrae of the year, vertebrate <laughs> of the year. 
vertebrate of the year for 2013. Holy moly. Um, it can live up to 32 years. For a little tiny yeah, thing with little, no hair yeah, and no live, pain sensors yeah. that doesn't need to breathe as much oxygen as the rest of us yep. and lives underground. Yes. 32 years. 32 years. And it's because they have extremely low metabolism, wow. which means that I am going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. Because my metabolism metabolism is in the pits. pits. <laughs> so, um, the second gross but interesting, the last animal we're mm. going to be talking about today is the tardigrade. Tardigrade. Yep. AKA the water bear. AKA the space <gasps> bear. AKA the moss piglet. Oh, yep. tardigrade. Oh, they're I cool. know what this is. They're so cool. They're classified as a micro animal. They're actually, um, I think they're they're. Teeny tiny. They we are. We cannot uh, see them with our human eyeballs. Well, you, actually, you kind of can. Can't see their faces. No, you definitely can't <laughs> see their faces. You can't see if they're smiling or unhappy. Uh, they are. Or point- if they're about to murder <laughs> you. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> they are 0.5 millimeters usually an adult, um, and they are or 0.02 inches. So you can see them. Okay. They're just not very big. Can't really get in there. You need yeah. a microscope. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see them. They're very easily seen um, under a microscope, and that's why they're very popular, especially at science museums Mm -hmm. and in um, classrooms, because Mm -hmm. kids can see them very easily under like a low-powered microscope. Mm -hmm. So tardigrades. Yeah, Yeah, you guys heard her say water bear, and you thought, oh, so cute. They kind of do look like bears. Well, I'll tell you why they're (laughs) called water bears in a second. They were first discovered by the German zoologist Johann August Ephraim Goetze in 1773. The name Tardigrada, meaning slow stepper, was given three years later by the Italian biologist Lazzaro Spallanzani. I'm taking Italian. Can you tell? Ah, it's a mozzarella. Uh, they, have been, <laughs> they have been found everywhere. They're found everywhere. Uh, mountaintops to the deep sea and mud volcanoes from tropical rainforests to the Antarctic. They are everywhere. They are one of the most resilient animals known, which is why they're studied a lot. Yeah. Individual species of tardigrades can survive extreme conditions that would be rapidly fatal to nearly all other known Mm -hmm. life forms, including complete global mass extinction events due to astrophysical events such as a supernovae, gamma ray bursts, (laughs) large asteroid impacts, or passing by stars. Some tardigrades can withstand temperatures down to negative 458 Fahrenheit. Close to absolute zero, <laughs> while others can res- withstand 300 degrees Fahrenheit for several minutes. Pressures about six times greater than those found in the deepest ocean trenches. Ionizing radiation at do- doses hundreds of times higher than the lethal dose for a human and the vacuum of outer space. <laughs> so when people are like, yep, if the world explodes, the- what's going to be left is cockroaches and Twinkies. It's actually going to be tardigrades and yes twinkies. it's going to be tardigrades and twinkies easily um they can go without food or water for more than 30 years <laughs> they can dry out to the point where they are three percent or less water only to rehydrate forage and reproduce tardigrades living in harsh conditions undergo an annual process of cyclomorphosis so they like they can, like they can like regenerate yeah um Tardigrades are prevalent in mosses and lichens and feed on plant cells, algae, and small invertebrates. Um, They are also found in dunes, beaches, soils, and marine or freshwater sediments. They are also found on barnacles and can be summoned by soaking a piece of moss in water. Water. (laughs) 
Um, I said, I think I used the word summoned. I don't think summoned like a magical can- incantation. So Goetze originally named the tardigrade Kleine Wasserbär, meaning little water bear in German, because um, the way that they kind of walked, because mm-hmm. they have four mm-hmm. legs, I guess you can call them, uh, look like a bear. Um, they uh, eat plants, they eat bacteria, or they cannibalize other species of tardigrade. <laughs> So they eat their own um, and is a, one of the few animal groups to have survived Earth's five mass extinctions. Can you describe to our listeners what their faces look like? So their faces look like, all right, hold on. Um, their faces are like, okay, imagine like a fat, like a lumpy fat bear with no hair on it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just rolls of, so that's what the body looks like. Um, their faces look like kind of an anus. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I was going to go with like a scary evil spaceship door. A scary evil f- spaceship door. So like, How is that possible? Like the big circle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I see what you mean. So it looks like like the, the end of a vacuum hose kind of. But yeah, they just look and they have little claws. Oh, I'm sorry. They have eight legs. Ew. Ew. You know what? We'll post on our on our mm. um, Twitter a couple of pictures of some tardigrades. But I do have some pictures for you, Julia, of some weird things. So a couple of animals that I wanted to show you. There is an animal <laughs> in Papua New Guinea called a paku fish. A paku fish. And they look perfectly normal. That right? Cute. This is I'll show you a picture. Sounds of like them. a little Pokemon. This is what a paku fish looks like. Look at how cute they are. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a fish with a tiny little face. I feel like However, I'm about to get, I'm about to get surprised, everybody. <laughs> However, they have a nickname in Papua New Guinea. It's called Ball Biter, and here's why: <laughs> they have human <laughs> teeth. <laughs> they have human teeth. No, they have human-looking teeth. So they don't have sharp teeth. And I will post this on our Twitter because this is too good. They look. They're like flat human teeth. Guys, it is, it's like that. That commercial where they had a dog wearing dentures yes. and it looked weird. Okay. It looks exactly like, like that, but this terrifying. This is like a, a, a flat fish <laughs> wearing those same dentures. <laughs> it would be funny and cute if it wasn't horrifying. So speaking of horrifying, I have another, oh, I have no. another one for okay. you. This is what's called My the goblin shark. <laughs> goblin shark. Yes. Okay. And this is, I swear to you, a real animal. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Isn't it awful? Okay, Describe here's that what to Lauren everyone. just showed me. So imagine an iguana, but it's purplish pink, <laughs> but it doesn't have legs. Instead, it has like four flippers. And then you get to the face and pretend you were like, you asked a five-year-old to draw you a scary monster with pointy <laughs> teeth. That's what its head looks like. That's absolutely true. It, that is, if that ever came, if I ever saw that like in the wild, yeah, I would never leave my house again. No, you wouldn't. It's not that you would go into, you would never go into the ocean again. You would never leave home. Yeah. Well, the good news about a goblin shark is that it is only found in like the deepest, deepest depths of the ocean. That's why we're not supposed to go there. Exactly. That's what I keep (laughs) saying. So there's absolutely no chance that you are going to see a goblin shark. And actually they tried to um, take a couple of goblin sharks because they're native to like the... Uh, Pacific. Yeah. So a couple of Japanese uh, zoos, like, wow, like they are found in fishing Uh nets a lot. 
So uh, they were donated to a couple of Japanese zoos and they could not survive. They survived like okay. two days because they're so they used need, to like super yeah. pressure. Um, uh, Lauren will share some of yes. those photos. I'll show, oh, I'll show these. I'll show these Twitter. pictures on our but Twitter. But also... Um, I'm glad that they named it a goblin shark yes. and not like something cute sounding. No, and no, they were pretty straightforward <laughs> on that. Like we should warn everybody straight up. <laughs> so those are my, oh, those are my weird animals. Man, that's, there are a lot of weird animals out there and you haven't even like really scratched the surface. the surface. Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah. Um, so I am going to give you 10 questions on animals, weird or not animals, weird or not. Yep. Here we go. Number one. Biologists and naturalists don't have an official name for the plural form of platypus. But if we were to use its proper Greek plural, would we call them either A, platypi, or B, platypodes? Number two. Which type of fish doesn't get enough oxygen from water and therefore must surface every few minutes to breathe? This creature also is the only fish that can swim backwards and forwards. Number three, which English romantic poet was so devastated upon the death of his beloved Newfoundland, whose name was Botswain, that he had inscribed upon the dog's gravestone the following, beauty without vanity, strength without insolence, courage without ferocity, and all the virtues of man without his vices. Beautiful. Question number four, worldwide, which farm animal provides the most meat and milk for human consumption? Question number five. What is the only domesticated animal that is not mentioned in the Bible? Question number six. What exotic bird can only eat when its head is upside down? Question number seven. True or false, dogs are colorblind and only see in black and white. Question number eight. The hyrax is a thick-set, rodent-looking, very cute, furry herbivore whose closest genetic cousin is what popular zoo animal? Number nine. I just told you that monotremes use electrolocation to orient themselves and find prey. What other land animal uses electrolocation? And number 10. Knuckles the Echidna was the last of his kind in what video game series? And I'll give you a minute to think about that. Here we go with our answers. All right. Biologists and naturalists don't have an official name for plural form of platypus. Is it platypi or platypodes? I bet it's a trick question. I'll say platypodes. It is platypodes. <laughs> okay. 
Um, what type of fish doesn't get enough oxygen from water and therefore must surface every few minutes to breathe? I don't know. That is an electric eel, which is terrifying to think that they have to like, if they're little like fish lips, like <laughs> the surface of water. Yeah. Like, man, get better gills. Okay. Which English romantic poet was so devastated upon the death of his beloved Newfoundland that he inscribed upon the dog's gravestone some beautiful words? I'm guessing Lord Byron. It was Lord Byron because he was... Yeah, he He's was a, a that's melancholic. That's a good Pavlov too. When anybody says ro- English romantic poet, that's true. It's most likely Lord Byron. I think I gave that away. That's true. Um, worldwide, which farm animal provides the most meat and milk from for human consumption? I'm gonna guess goat. It is goat. It's a nice. it's a solid answer. We don't eat a ton of goat here in America. We don't. There was there was a West African uh, restaurant in Buffalo that mm. I had goat at, and it was delicious. Yeah, it was like a curried goat with like a nice jasmine rice, and it was yeah. wonderful. Well, their cheese is is delectable. Oh my god, I, I I'd eat a goat cheese right now. Maybe <laughs> maybe we, we can, can have get some. a goat. Maybe we can get a goat. They they make good pets. They're Are they very quieter than chickens? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, at least I know that's like apples and oranges, but like <laughs> quieter than chicken. Um, they are very good animals, although they have um, uh, rectangular irises. Oh, yeah, they have it's very like those creepy. demon eyeballs. That's true. They do. Yeah. Okay. What is the only domesticated animal that is not mentioned in the Bible? Is it a cat? It is a cat. Are you reading Bam? No. Paper? That, was a, that was a total guess because really, if you had to name some domesticated animals. That's true. It's like dog. Yeah. Parrot. Yeah, if I mean, like, if you had said, like, I don't know, toucan or something, oh, yeah. I'd, I wouldn't have. Well, yeah, that's true. I, um, what exotic bird can only eat when its head is upside down? How about a flamingo? It is a flamingo. <laughs> that's a guess, too. Yeah. I know, and and its, uh, and its feathers are pink. It is. They are Wait, pink. Is it skin pink? No, it's because their feathers pink. get pink because they eat shrimp. Yeah. When they don't eat shrimp, their fing- their their feathers are just white. Yeah. Or like like it's it's an off white. They're not even like a swan. They're just kind of so like So you are what you eat. You are what you eat, thanks to the flamingo. <laughs> okay, true or false dogs are colorblind and only see in black and white? I'm gonna say false. It is false. They have actually blue yellow sight. Oh. How do they know that? I don't know. I think they probably I do always tests. That. Like even when I was a little kid, I was like, how do they know what dogs see? And then that led me on a whole like well, yeah, essential I mean, real. Yeah. That's but a, that's a tough it's one. It's interesting. To I think they about. probably do some sort of like with highly intelligent dogs, like those um, sheep dogs. Uh-huh. They probably do like testing oh, to okay. have them like they have to touch a certain color or something like that. Yeah. Unclear. If you work with dogs, Please in a science capacity. Please, please let tweet us. us. We'd like to talk Miss Infopod. <laughs> so, okay, the Hyrax is a thick-set rodent-looking, very cute furry herbivore. What is its cousin? Popular zoo animal. I don't know. It is an elephant. Wait, it's like a rodent. It's so cute. It's not actually a rodent. Rodent-like. It's rodent-like. And it's, it's very cute. Related it looks, to the elephant. Yeah, it looks like a fat. Um, uh, the uh, in the Lion King. Uh-huh. Uh the there's the 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 oh god get Timon like, and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. It looks like Timon. What is that animal? The meerkat. Meerkat. It looks like a fat meerkat. Wow. Yeah, like a big fat meerkat. Um but huh. it's related to the elephant. Huh. Okay. I just told you that monotremes use electrolocation. What other land animals use electrolocation? I don't know. It is bees. 
Wow. Yeah, bees use electrolocation to um, find each other. That's interesting. And you know, they have to do the bee dance. And they, like they dance. Do you know that? That's how they talk to each other. They go back to the hive and they do like <laughs> a fancy like, <laughs> like a conga. It's, like, it's all shoulders and hips. <laughs> it's all shoulders and hips. They dance. They like go in. They're like, hey guys, I know where the, the best flowers are. And then they're like, bum, 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 bum. And everybody's like, wow, yeah, I'm getting into this. But yeah, they dance. They like shake their little booties. But um, they use electrolocation to find each other and also oh. find um, plants. Wow. Okay. Number 10. I know you know this one. Knuckles the Echidna is the last of its kind in what video game series? It'd be Sonic the Hedgehog. It is Sonic the Hedgehog. Apparently in the Sonic the Hedgehog um, comic series, there were other echidnas oh. that Knuckles found. And Knuckles is a red echidna apparently, yeah. which I'm, I'm not 100% sure if that's like a real thing or if that was just... I mean, because... Uh, like, because the blue hedgehog. Yeah, because Sonic is a blue hedgehog. So maybe <laughs> Knuckles maybe was they a red echidna. Maybe they liberties. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> show up their touch. graphic systems. Exactly. So that <laughs> wow. is my category on animals. A little bit of little fun trivia for I you all. I learned so much today. I'm so glad you did. About, about like plates mm-hmm. on animals and the fact that... Uh, they secrete their milk. Yeah. Those, that it just still, oozes out of their me. skin. And I'm not even going to talk about the echidna penis. No. We won't. It's okay. We don't have to. It's all right. That's the last of it. We're just going to put it behind us. Um, so please, uh, thank you for listening. Thank please, you for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. Please give us all the stars. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Google play and stitcher. Um, you, you can, can tweet at us tweet at, at misinfopod. Yeah. Or you can check us out on our website, misinfopod.com. Or you can shoot us an email at misinfopod at gmail.com. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Great. So there's lots of ways to get in touch with us. Yeah. We are very um, get in touchable people. <laughs> I mean, what am I doing, right? <laughs> that Ripley's thing, will, that'll organize yeah, itself. Yeah. That would be really awesome. Exactly. Okay, well, thank great. you. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.